Justin Herbert had some fourth quarter heroics and was absolutely incredible on Sunday Night Football, but the Chargers comeback falls just short and they miss the postseason. You are locked on Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we can't tell you how much we appreciate you guys showing up for this one because we've been covering the Chargers for over five seasons. We've been doing Lockdown Chargers for over four seasons now. And this is the toughest, most heartbreaking loss I've ever seen from a Chargers team. And it hurts because it comes, you know, against the Raiders specifically in this one. But a lot to get into today and a lot to talk about going forward on how the Chargers rebuild this thing and build this thing around Justin Herbert to come back better next season. But to make sure you guys don't miss it, make sure to subscribe to the new Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. But we have to talk about the crazy finish of that one, including Justin Herbert bringing the team, putting the team on his back, really, and taking them to get them into overtime at the end of the game. And just all of the weird stuff that happened throughout this game, the Chargers being unable to overcome a very sloppy start. But today's episode is brought to you by OnlineGambling.com the place to be for all of the latest gambling news and tips throughout the NFL playoffs. Visit onlinegambling.com slash NFL to get the edge over the competition throughout this year's playoffs. All right, David. Well, I appreciate you being here. I know we'd both rather crawl under a rock right now than have to talk about this game, but it does help to be here, and we wanted to put a show out for you guys, even when it's really, really tough after a game like that. The Chargers lose 35-32, to 32, a walk-off field goal by the Las Vegas Raiders in the game where the Chargers got in with a tie. I mean, they were mere seconds away from tying the game and having this game, you know, both teams make the postseason. And instead, they end up giving up a 10-yard run to Josh Jacobs to really put the Raiders in a feasible field goal position because I doubt if they stuff it, they even try it. And, I mean, the Chargers go down, David, like I said. I mean, one of the most brutal endings that I can remember. Just pain. <laughs> this one really hurt. Uh, honestly, uh, this was a really, really tough game to watch. Uh, just from the way it started, you know, the Chargers just did not have very much momentum. Uh, the Raiders go up and then, you know, you're, they're able to come back a little bit, some momentum starting to swing and then start in starting in that third quarter, things just really started to get dark. I mean, it really, really felt like this one, this game was going to get away from the Chargers. And then Justin Herbert goes into God mode in the fourth quarter and just goes absolutely insane and literally puts the entire team on his back and says, I am not going to let you lose and he literally did everything he could to get this win for the Chargers uh, unfortunately this just came a little bit short yeah and I want to talk about that specifically because I mean what it ended up being is the Chargers down by 15 late in the fourth quarter he comes back gets a touchdown drive comes through on fourth and 21 finds Josh Palmer in the end zone a miraculous throw a laser beam that not many guys could even attempt and then you get the ball back Joey Bosa forces a fumble on Derek Carr they can't jump on it but Justin Herbert goes all the way down the field again and with no time left finds Mike Williams in the end zone for a touchdown I mean David that's who you feel the worst for in this game was Justin Herbert because like you said I mean he left everything out there and like there is one glimmer of hope for Chargers fans and that's just knowing that you have this dude who continues to come through for you on the biggest stages and I mean it's just to see that fourth quarter performance to get six 
fourth down conversions in total in this game, David. I mean, it was amazing to watch Justin Herbert work towards the end of that game. I mean, the dude was just getting smacked around, and he just kept coming through time and time again. It, it's just it's it's mind boggling. It just it doesn't make sense the amount of times he was able to go out there on third and ten, fourth and ten, fourth and eight, and just throw dime after dime after dime and just not lose. He just refused to lose. It was just, it was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. This dude is in his second year. He has over 40 total touchdowns, over 5,000 passing yards. This guy is crazy. The chargers are so blessed. They're unbelievably blessed to have this guy with this amount of talent on a rookie contract. <laughs> it's just, it, it, it's, it's crazy to me how well this guy has played and how much he has progressed from year one to year two, and he can get even better. And I think that's the crazy thing to think about. Justin Herbert was unbelievable in this game. I don't have enough adjectives to describe the type of performance. It's just the the guy said, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do everything I can for this team to win. And you can't blame this on Justin Herbert. If anything, the Chargers have no chance if Justin Herbert doesn't go out there and just play otherworldly. Yeah, I mean, he put the team on his back. I mean, he willed them to get back into this game. I mean, even in overtime, had a you know one-handed catch in the end zone away from Mike Williams walking things off on third oh, down, man. and that's, you know, having the best victory Monday show of the season. But that's just – the Chargers really didn't catch many breaks in this one at all from the no. officiating, you know, from drop passes by his receivers. But that's the thing, like to have that little protection for a lot of that game – to come through over and over again the way he did was special. And I think a lot of talk has been about the last plays of that game, David, that final sequence. The Chargers and Raiders both kick a field goal in overtime to set up what seemed like the most improbable tie in NFL history where both teams would have been okay with it and both teams making the playoffs. Instead, on third down, with about 38 seconds remaining, the Chargers call a timeout with four seconds left on the play call, and a lot has been being made about this. Let me yeah. start with this. I've heard the Raiders players saying that they were going for a tie. If they would have taken a knee, they still would have had to play before they play. They would have still had to have run something. I also don't believe it. I mean, the Chargers defense was discombobulated. You had nobody covering Hunter Renfro. I mean, it's an audible pitching catch away from him getting 15 to 20 yards and setting up a very easy field goal. And it's not like Brandon Staley was trying to save time by any means. So I really didn't have that much of a problem with that. My biggest problem is your run defense in the biggest moment of the game gives up 10 yards to Josh Jacobs to set up a very manageable field goal attempt and making that decision very, very easy for the Raiders to go for the win instead of taking the tie, which I think if you stuff the run, you get a tie in that game, you move into the playoffs. Yeah, I think just at that moment in time in the game that the Chargers defense was just absolutely gassed. I mean, they were they were out there. I mean, they played five quarters of football out there and, you know, they they had a, a decent amount of success early on in the game kind of controlling that run game, but towards the end of that game they started to get gashed and, you know, that and obviously that's what happened on that last play. They just didn't, you know, they were not able to, you know, provide the amount of energy and effort that it was going to take to get that stop and um after that, uh, it was just you know, you knew they were going to just kick the field goal and, and end the game. And, and got to remember, I mean, as much as, you know, Raider fans or Raider players would say, hey, this is going to be a tie and we're perfectly OK with that. Don't for one second not believe that they love the fact that they were able to win this game oh, and course. send the Chargers home, uh, not get in the playoffs because it didn't matter what uh, what happened to them. They already had a spot. You know, the, the Raiders were already in just based off of how everything happened. So. Yeah, they, they love the fact that this went down this way, but 
it's just so heartbreaking for the Chargers because they really, really got that close after such a. I mean, this game I think was more of a microcosm of the Charger season. Just such a roller coaster. I mean, you just didn't know how it was going to end. It was just something that really kept you on your toes. You saw some incredibly exciting moments, some really head scratching moments, some moments that made you want to rip your your hair out of your head, rip it out of your beard, what whatever, make you want to cry, make you want to scream, make you want to wake up your friends and wake wake up your your wives and your your kids out of excitement, and unfortunately end up in in just hellacious heartbreak. But that's been the Chargers season, and that's frankly what it's been to be a Chargers fan. Unfortunately, that's true. I mean, no matter what happens, I mean, the Chargers have found a way to Charger, right? And I think it just sucks, too, because there are so many special moments, right? I mean, so many people yeah. cheering with their family down the stretch of that game just to even be in that position, like to see the faces me and my fiance made when Mike Williams caught the touchdown to tie the game. I mean, that Crazy. would have been a precious, such a unique win for the Chargers if they could have gotten the job done. Could Brandon Staley have gone for two there? I mean, maybe, right, to win the game. Could he have tried it on fourth and six in overtime and not taking the field goal? There's a lot of things that can be questioned, but it's not like he didn't go for it seven times on fourth <laughs> down in this game. But like I said, I mean, there's a lot of things to be excited about going forward. It's really hard to see him through the gloom right now. I understand that, right? But we still have to gear up, you know, going forward. And there were still some plays and players in this game that with different performances, the Chargers could have really changed this thing, and it shouldn't even really have been that close. And this one was just such a tough pill to swallow for all Chargers fans out there everywhere. But one thing that's not hard to swallow are Built Bars, which are my favorite protein bar. I got to find a way to laugh through the tears <laughs> in this one. I mean, Built Bars, so many great flavors to choose from. I ate 16 of them uh, after the game. That's my personal record. Just gorged myself. Even the flavors I don't, or, you know, aren't my favorites. I still like pretty much all the flavors. I was just shoving each one into my mouth. I mean, the peanut butter brownie, the cookies and cream, those ones went first, right? But there's so many other great flavors to choose from with Bill Barr. And when you're talking about New Year's resolutions, and I'm going to have a few now that, you know, the charge regular season is over. It's so nice to have something that feels like a great treat, feels like you're cheating on your diet, but actually comes with a nutritional value of everything that you need to have on your diet. I mean, you're talking low carbs, low sugars, while high in protein, high in fiber with all the flavors to choose from. Get the mix box. You'll find a flavor that you like at Bill Barr. So many great flavors to choose from. But if you need something that's going to get you through your day, I highly recommend Bill Bars because they're something that for pretty much any occasion, I found a way to eat them and enjoy them, even after, you know, while I'm crying uh, and eating them through my tears. But you guys can even save some money on Built Bars right now. If you go to Built.com, you can save 15% if you use the promo code LOCKED15. That's promo code LOCKED15, all caps, one word for 15% off at Built.com. I also need to tell Charger fans about our new friends over at OnlineGambling.com. We're all looking for an edge these days, and I'd like to thank OnlineGambling.com for sponsoring today's podcast. If you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving gamblers the edge throughout the playoffs. They're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help you make the most informed bets that you've ever made. OnlineGambling.com gives gamblers the edge by providing the best and most trusted experience online all day, every day. Inspiring every gambler in the world to beat the odds. Don't make emotional decisions, guys, with your hard-earned dollars. Make informed decisions with information sourced by experts. Be sure to consult OnlineGambling.com before placing your bets. OnlineGambling.com is inspiring every gambler in the world to beat the odds. Go to OnlineGambling.com and check out the latest NFL playoff news and tips and how you guys can get the edge. Visit the website for NFL tips ahead of the playoffs and make sure you visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL for all the latest gambling news and tips to give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember, that's OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to make the most out of this year's playoffs. 
You're going to make me talk about the playoffs right now, David, of all days? Yeah. Uh, Charger fans. Well, thank you guys for making this your first listen. As always, I know it's really tough right now, and I know I appreciate all of you guys, and we're going to be here with you guys. We might not be here tomorrow because we may have earned Definitely a day not gonna be here tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> a, a, a day to reflect and just kind of, you know, sulk around and get ready to gear things up because guess what? We're going, we're going every day, every weekday from now until June, right? So we're going to be here through everything with you guys, and we'll talk about all of the excitement heading into next season because there's going to be a lot. But in this game specifically, a couple of plays that really – turn the tide of this game and a couple of things bounces calls miscues that ever avoided we're not even talking about the chargers in this kind of fashion right now the chargers walk away with a w and you know maybe an easy w if things go a little bit better to start the game because as it went the chargers end up giving up a field goal on the first drive they end up punting they force a punt from the raiders after their second drive but it was only a short-lived celebration because Andre Roberts, after being so good, David, all season, right? I mean, he just was so electric for the Chargers. He was the reason they were winning games. And then he ends up fumbling the ball. It was weird, too. Usually he gets up field quickly. He seemed like he was kind of dancing around on this one. He fumbles it, and the Raiders end up going down the field to make it 10-0. to zero. They convert on fourth and two. Michael Davis gets beat by Hunter Renfro. And just like that, David, you're in the most important game of your season, and your best special teams player, the dude who's been a jolt to your team, has a huge play go against him, right? And just like that, you're down 10-0. Yeah, and it doesn't take long to, to really – remove all the goodwill that you earned, you know, with yeah, some of the crazy, true. you know, plays that he, uh, Andre Roberts was able to make for the chargers. You know, I'd still year, resign him in a heartbeat. I think. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, you're, you're going to feel really bad about, about this right one because it just yeah. happened. You know, it hurts the most, but make no mistake. Andre Roberts was a huge reason why the chargers were even in position to be able to get to the playoffs with some of those big returns and that touchdown that he was able to add. He really did bring something special, but in this yeah. moment, uh, it was awful. Uh, I mean, it was just one. Of, it was the worst thing that you could imagine. You knew going into this game that you could not give the Raiders extra possessions, especially you know with the field position that they got a, a, out of that miscue. Um, it was it was terrible. You know, the Chargers have had a lot of trouble getting off of the field on third downs all yeah. season long. They get off the field, you're you're feeling good. You're like, okay, you know, I'm gonna get the ball back to Herbie on the offense, and they're gonna go down there and they're gonna score points. I think you always feel good about that happening, but when this happens, you know, you, you muff it, you give it back to the Raiders and, you know, you're really starting, you know, to behind the eight ball in this game. That's just not how you want to start. And David, it's really tough to kind of base this whole game on that slow start specifically just because the Chargers did end up responding to it after going down 10 to zero, they go 14 plays, 75 yards to get a touchdown to make it 10 to seven. You're like, okay, at least they're getting some, they convert on a huge fourth and two, Right, where it could have been a disaster. Herbert makes a nice play to Jared Cook, 19-yard gain. Austin Eckler has a 14-yard rushing touchdown. You're back in it. You force a punt. Uchenna and Wosu, who was great in this game, yeah, and he was. an eight-yard sack. And the Chargers go down and score again, this time 13 plays, 90 yards. The 14-yard receiving touchdown this time for Austin Eckler to get his 20th touchdown of the season. Mind-boggling numbers from Austin Eckler, which need to be appreciated, obviously. And this time... The Chargers only faced one third down on the drive, and you get the touchdown. It just seemed like, all right, the Chargers are in this thing. They're at least going to battle. This isn't going to be a blowout by the Raiders. They have taken the lead and have all the momentum. 
Yeah, shout out to Austin Eckler too. I mean, he's the uh, only the second Charger uh, in history to have more than twenty touchdowns. It's Austin Eckler and it's Ladanian Tomlinson, and I, I think you in know, that one uh, season too, that one yeah, you know like ridiculous, that one season. miraculously incredible two thousand and six yeah. season where LT, yeah, LT did LT things. He just went the crazy. best fantasy like, football season of all time, and Austin Eckler. I mean. <laughs> Is putting up numbers like that, you know. Yeah, Austin Eckler, twentieth touchdown. Um, you know, after his second score in this one, and then you started to feel pretty good. You're like, okay, you know, this Chargers offense is starting to hum. They're starting to move the ball down the football field. They grab a lead, and you're like, okay, you know, th- things are starting to to turn around. The momentum is definitely swinging in the Chargers' favor. When Justin Herbert was excellent right off the jump, I mean, even the three and out that they had before the fumble by Andre Roberts, I mean, he was a Keenan Allen completion that comes up one yard short of a first down, but like there was never an off Justin Herbert. I mean, there was times he was getting planted, you know, and throwing the ball wildly for sure. But like he was in it from the jump, but the part that hurt was the part that happened after that, because the Raiders kind of got gifted a touchdown right before half, which absolutely killed all the charge momentum. Everything was going on their side, but David, it comes, you know, because of a play that should have never, ever happened. An opportunity that the Raiders should have never had because on third and 23, you give up a draw play and you give up 23 yards. It's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen a defense allowed. You know, allow it's it's up there with the hey diddle diddle Bray Rice up the middle and all yeah. of those terrible, you know, things that we've seen the Chargers do. They would have punted. You would have had a chance not only to keep the momentum, but go get more of it and score again before halftime. Instead, you give it up. It was awful. And then a terrible call on a pass interference by Chris Harris Jr. on Zay Jones on the most uncatchable ball I've ever seen called a defensive pass interference. Absolutely atrocious. That whole series right there was just bad. How in God's green earth do you allow a a run, a draw, on third and 23 to convert? That is unexcusable. The defense was really really bad tackling the ball carrier how do you let that happen how does how do they weave through a series of defenders to convert that play and then (laughs) i gotta take a breath before i talk about this one that pass interference call was the worst call i have ever seen in my 25 (laughs) plus years of watching the nfl the receiver was on the right side of the formation where they have Raiders written on the, uh, you know, on the end zone and the ball, you know, he was around, you know, the E or the R on the right side and the ball was all the way over to the R on the left side. That is the most uncatchable pass I have ever seen. That was not pass interference. It was terrible. In that moment, I really had to question if we were only playing the Raiders because it felt like we were playing the Raiders and the officials. Yeah, I mean, over on the the E at the end is a little dramatic. I think he was on the inside of the eye. But still, I mean, it, the thing is, is like, I don't even blame the refs at first for throwing the flag. I mean, it was a flop by Zay Jones, and he was turned all around, which is what made the Chris Harris Jr. contact happen, right? Because he was just flipping and turning down the field. But to not pick it up after you see where the ball lands, to me, is the more egregious of the errors. Because, yeah, there was contact down the field. For sure. But it was a totally uncatchable pass. You give the ball to the Raiders on the one-yard line right before halftime. He gets a walk-in touchdown from Josh Jacobs. And it was a gift. I mean, and I think that 
even though, I mean, Chris Harris Jr. obviously has to be better in that situation. On the drop play, Kenneth Murray, super slow to react to that play. Already Kenneth had a Murray, defensive pass interference really, in that really game. Bad in this game. It, Kenneth Murray, I mean, and that was, I mean, if you're going to take one shot at Brandon Staley, it's the decision to have Chris Harris Jr. on the field so much after seeing it not work and Kenneth Murray on the field so much when you have Drew Tranquil and Kazir White. To have him be your only dime linebacker with the year Kazir White has had, it was absolutely you know, and unexplainable, you know, I, I just couldn't even think of why that would make sense as part no of the game sense. plan. And even if that's your package going in, evolve, change it. Yes, Don't let it keep please. happening over and over again, because he was just put in, in a situation where he's making way too many running plays that should have been two yard gains. And he's making the tackle seven yards down the field, but the chargers had all their momentum sucked away for sure. It didn't start much better in the second half, but what it did lead to was one of the most miraculous comebacks I've ever seen by a chargers team and a chargers quarterback in Justin Herbert. So that part is worth getting into, but I do need to tell you guys about an app that all of our listeners should be downloading right now if they haven't already, because it's going to save you money at the gas pump. And with the prices, what they are at gas right now, Everybody should be trying to save money at the gas pump, and that is the GetUpside app, where my listeners are saving up to 25 cents per gallon every time they get gas. And I mean, it's such a no-brainer to me, guys, with the gas prices where they are. You can take up to 25 cents off that every time you go, and you can find the app for free on the Google Play Store or on the App Store right now and start saving money on gas. And since you listen to this show, you can even save up to 50 cents on your first fill-up when you guys use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. That's TOUCHDOWN, all caps, one word with the get up sign app up to 50 cents back per gallon. Take 50 cents off the number you see up on the board up there. And you guys can be getting that back with the promo code touchdown with the get up sign app. And there's no downside to get upside. You can get the money put directly into your bank account. You can get it through PayPal or you can get it in Amazon and other big gift cards. I mean, it's really a no brainer, guys. There's no reason not to do it. If you're a rideshare driver, food delivery, anything like that, you can save up to hundreds of dollars literally per month just with the GetUpside app, and you guys should be saving money right now, up to 50 cents per gallon on your first fill-up with the promo code TOUCHDOWN. It's promo code TOUCHDOWN, all caps, one word. Start saving money on gas right now, guys, with the GetUpside app. All right, David, well, it's time to get into this bananas second half and overtime of this one, and we don't really need to talk too much about the third quarter, but the third quarter for the Chargers offense started about as frustrating as it could, right? Frustratingly as it could, because you end up going, Missing a field goal on the first drive, a 51-yard field goal. And that was the thing, too. Like, Dustin Hopkins ended up making some big field goals, big PATs in this game. But, like, two guys that had come through for you ever since they became Chargers, Dustin Hopkins, Andre Roberts, costing the Chargers points in this one was really tough to watch. But then after that, you go for it on fourth down, deep in your own territory. And it was just a terrible call, David. I mean, to have Justin Herbert and have that sequence where it's run, basically a swing pass, right, just a little short two-yard pass, and then you run the ball on third down, get stuffed, and then from your own 19-yard line, you run it again on fourth and short. I mean, that was some Anthony Lynn kind of stuff. I didn't mind the decision that much, but to run that play call, I mean, was infuriating. Yeah, I, I understand, you know, that like a the, you know, earlier on in the season playing against the Browns, the, the Chargers went for it deep in their own territory because they felt like if they didn't do it, they were going to lose the game. You know, they really needed that momentum. They were trying to kickstart the offense. Even Brandon Staley said, hey, you know, this is just me trying to, you know, trying to kick kickstart the offense, get them going, you know, get give them revved up is what he said. And, you know, I, I understand that, but I don't understand not giving the ball to your best player. And that's Justin Herbert. The ball should definitely be in his hands. You, be, you should be throwing the football. Uh, and there were opportunities. There were guys that were out there on the Raiders defense that if you target them, your ch- likelihood of success was pretty darn high. I just don't understand 
why they didn't decide to throw the ball, but they decide to run the same play back-to-back and get stuffed by the same former Chargers player. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Darius Phylon, of course, has you know one of the biggest games ever, I mean, <laughs> of his career, to be sure. But And the Raiders kept adding on. I mean, the defense, great job of holding a field goal in that situation. The Chargers were only down six. But after yeah. a three and out and an interception by the offense, you find yourself down 15 late in the fourth quarter. And that's when we saw the fireworks, David, because, I mean, one of the things I'll never forget, even from such a heartbreaking game, is the way that Justin Herbert put this team on his back down the stretch. And it started with down 15, a 14-play, 75-yard drive. And on fourth and 21, with the season on the line, Justin Herbert somehow being able to find Josh Palmer in the end zone in a gotta-have-it situation to at least give the Chargers a chance. It still didn't feel good. There's only about four minutes left to play at that point, but they, he gave them a chance, and he was just absolutely slinging it, and he put the team on his back on that drive for sure. Yeah, that's where it started to begin. I mean, that's where you started seeing Justin's hair color starting to change a little bit as he was starting to morph, as we as he was starting to super get into Saiyan. Super Saiyan mode. That's when that started to happen. And on that fourth and 20 where he throws, throws an absolute missile to, to, to Josh Palmer in between two Raiders defenders. Uh, and that's yeah. going to be a theme because that's going to happen again later on in the game. But Justin Herbert, what an unbelievably ballsy throw too, just to, yeah. just to let it go. Like, hey, that what's is- the worst that can happen? Hey, I mean, this is the season right here. Fourth and, and 20 plus, you got to go for it. I mean, there's no other way around it. So you go there and you make a just miraculous play. You get the touchdown. And yeah, even at, even after the touchdown, you're not feeling wonderful about things. I mean, that was a really long, really time consuming drive. Yeah. It ends in a touchdown, but I was just thinking to myself, tick, 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 tick. That time. You still had to get a stop off the clock really, really quickly. Well, and the, another thing that'll get forgotten about too is the two point conversion to Austin Eckler, where Justin yeah. Herbert works through all of his, all of his progressions, like looked at every single dude on the field before coming back to Austin Eckler and making a throw on the run, getting hit from both sides into the end zone with a perfect throw right out of the outstretched fingertips of the defender to just bring you within seven. Because if you don't get that right there, you're down two possessions of four and a half minutes. Yeah, and it's over anyway. Pretty yeah. much over at that point. Then the defense comes through. Credit where credit is due. Joey Bosa on third down gets a strip sack. The run defense holds up. He gets him in a passing one. down situation. Yeah, he adds on to his lead leading force fumble rate as an edge defender. And okay. Justin Jones, how did you not come up with that football? First of all, I mean, had it come in his hand. Yeah, but it didn't end up mattering because the Chargers get the ball back. And fourth down after fourth down as he's getting bashed i mean the most the incomplete passes came with the defenders right in his face i mean storm norton a much improved player this season one of the most improved players on the chargers this year was getting beat like a drum and a, by and Max a guy Crosby. and a guy let's let's be real guys this Leading is a the backup right tackle this sure. is a backup right tackle this is the guy going into the season they did not expect to be have to go out there and play 17 games and that's basically what happened they signed brian belaga to the uh, one of the worst contracts in chargers history now obviously with, with some hindsight you know you get you know what half a season out of him and he just gets to laugh all the way to the bank and then Storm i mean Martin, i doubt i don't want to phrase it like that that's pretty wrapped up to laugh all the way to the bank because i know that dude was trying to be out there so i don't know if that's fair yeah but i'm a I little emotional point. right you know i'll give yeah hey th- that's a, just a tough situation but for storm norton <laughs> 
he gritted it out, but Max Crosby was beating him like a drum most of the game. It, yeah. it was really, really tough. But to see Justin Herbert just go out there and throw laser after laser. And I, I think by, by the end of that drive, I had graduated from the couch to the floor to – you know, muting it. I was just so, it was so incredibly nerve wracking. How, how did it happen? How did Justin Herbert go fourth down after fourth down? I just don't understand how he was able to just play all the way through that to the end zone. Just one of the most miraculous drives I've ever seen. Yeah. When, I mean, to finish it where they did, I mean, first of all, you know, with five seconds left, Right, no time left pretty much. He finds Jalen Guyton to get them on the 12 yard line, which was huge because it gives yeah, him a realistic chance that's not a Hail Mary into the end zone. Jalen Guyton, great catch. Right yes. now, you have two seconds left, one play, it's first down. It doesn't matter. The game is on the line, it's the final play yeah, they, of the they, game. They brought it back to brought it back to five seconds, and then after that, Mike Williams finds himself in the end zone with the ball in his hands. Just a play that absolutely. You know, should never have been caught with the ball placement that he had it. I mean, between Unreal. two defenders, it was the only spot Justin Herbert could have put the ball in with the game on the line. That's the thing. Is like everyone loves the raw, raw guy, but the one thing about Justin Herbert is when you're that cool-headed, even-keeled dude, you yeah. find yourself being calm even in those crazy, intense situations. And that's what we saw from Justin Herbert coming through again and again, getting a game-tying touchdown with his season on the line in only his second season it was just incredible to watch him do that. And I mean, to get the chargers single-handedly into overtime, didn't have a problem with the chargers going for it or not going for it right there. I thought there was a chance. Brandon Staley might go for two there and go for the win. There was no time left. Could have won the game. You can't there. put it past him. No, I mean, I was scared to death that they were going to try it. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was like overtime, overtime, the tie gets yeah. you in whatever, you know what I yeah. mean? But of course the chargers don't get the coin toss, which always happens to the Chargers in overtime, but the defense does come through. They get a key stop on third down. The Raiders kick a field goal, and it was nice because it's like you know the Chargers have to go for it on fourth down. Like, yeah, it's four down territory until you get into field goal range. And even with the game on the line, Justin Herbert on third down throws a perfect ball, you know, a ball, a touchdown-worthy ball to Mike Williams down the sideline on third and short, bounces, you know, one-handed, almost brings it in with two, would have been a walk-off touchdown. And instead, it ends up just being an incomplete pass. The Chargers play for the tie. Don't go for it on fourth and six is actually what it was. And then Derek Carr gets the ball back in a situation where he's been really good. I mean, to be fair, David, we ask you this week, you know, if the ball's in Derek Carr's hands to go win the game, do you trust him? Derek Carr ended up coming through, but it wasn't him that ended up putting the nail in the Chargers coffin because the Raiders were winding the clock down. It was a third and short. They were really borderline field goal range, but still it's tricky there because you could give up a potential return touchdown if you're kicking it too far away, right? When you don't really have any reason not to do it. Like a tie still gets you in for both teams in that situation. There's really no, you know, risk involved. Instead, Brand Staley ends up calling the timeout with four seconds left, right? They end up running it and a 10-yard gain comes out of it. That's the most brutal part to me. It's just you you know they're going to run the football. They're more than likely. You, you just are so soft up front once again. And I know the defense is gas, but to have your one bugaboo of the season, to have your one kryptonite come back to haunt you one final time was a little bit poetic, and the Raiders end up kicking the walk-off field goal. But I don't want to end this show on a you know a bad note, Dave. We talked about that, right? Yeah. Talked about the Chargers almost getting in with the tie. But going forward, a lot of positives to talk about. I mean, Brand Staley... 
not going to get fired to the you know behest Sorry, of Zach. some of you. Uh, I don't want to call anyone specific. I mean, there's many more people besides Zach that were you know calling for the jobs of coaches. I mean, that's a a response after we a know game this like is a that. tough game. Trust me, yeah. we know it is a tough game, but. I just think that th- there's still so much, David, and like as much as this game is tough, I look forward to sharing this platform with everyone else and all of our fans as we head into another really, really exciting offseason where you see that the Chargers are literally pieces away from being a true contender in this division and in the NFL. So is that as hard as it is to see right now, I am looking forward to the bright spot of being able to add to this team with a ton of draft picks and a ton of yeah. cap space. And trying to think about the bright future that this team, if they manage it correctly, has ahead of them. Yeah, there's a lot to be excited about. It's from the macro perspective, this team has a lot of resources. They still have a ton of top-end talent. They have a huge improvement on the offensive line. I think that left side, you have it pretty much figured out and penciled in. The right side obviously needs work, and I'm sure they're going to go to work to attack that. Uh, the defense, you know, a lot of great players to see Derwin James come back and play the way he was able to play this year. I think it just solidifies how much he means to the team and how much money you need to to put in his wallet to keep him a Charger. Blank he check. is integral um, to that Chargers team and just Chargers defense and to the Chargers team. He's just one of the biggest leaders out there. Um, tons and tons to be excited about with this Chargers team. They are plus 500. They have a ton of resources. They have the ability, if they make the right moves, to put themselves into a perennial playoff contender situation. The pieces are there. They just have to go out there and make the right moves. And this Chargers team is definitely a team that other teams around the league should be wary of the next few years. Yeah, I think they are. I mean, I think the Chargers did put themselves on the map this year. And I think it was always a year ahead of schedule. And the Chargers absolutely should have made the playoffs. And they lost it in this game. They lost it against the Texans. There's no excuses not to. But at the same time, I mean, the structure is there. The infrastructure is there. Give Derwin James the blank check. you got to add players on that defense. Because as much as you're talking about offensive line, I mean, that's defense is oh, still D-line one of the too. worst defenses uh, in the league. And the run defense came back again with that lack that you have on the interior defensive line. And we're going to get into all of that, right? There's so much to discuss from this season. And there's some players that absolutely had some special seasons. And I feel for them the most when the season ends up going up and smoke the way it did for the Chargers on Sunday night football in prime time, obviously. And they're going to feel that as well. But hopefully this is a feeling they don't forget. And hopefully this is a feeling that really, you know, burns this team and wants them to, you know, wants to make them better, like makes them want to be better to not have a situation happen like this and to be cleaner earlier in the game. So you're not losing games like this. Hopefully this is burned into the memory of these young players because they have a young nucleus with this team that is going to be around for a while. And that is super, super exciting. But at the same time, they have some really big decisions to make. What do you do with Mike Williams? What do you do with Uchen and Wosu? What do you do with some of the aging veterans that you've brought in with non-guaranteed contracts going down the stretch? I mean, so much to get into. And we'll be here with you guys every day through the offseason, up through the draft, up through the free agency period. So as much as it sucks right now, guys, make sure to hang in there. Make sure to hang with us. And once again, we much appreciate you guys coming in for this show. But we are going to take a much-needed day tomorrow. Uh, so if that's why you don't see a show, you know, because we are taking a day off after a tough, tough loss and a very tough season at the end of the day. But we'll always be back here with you guys. And make sure you don't miss it. Make sure to subscribe to the new Locked on Charge YouTube channel. And thank you guys for the boost that you've given us on there. Even the Raiders fans boosting our views. All right, I appreciate you too. But 
and make sure you guys also follow for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from and rate and review if you like the show as well we have some old reviews when we were a worse show we we're trying to get rid of so if you guys like the show make sure to rate and review and also you can find the show every day on our social media for the last time of the regular season you can find me on twitter at dan talk sports and david drogmeyer on twitter at dro talk sd and the show's page at locked on lac and you can also find our new at locked on chargers instagram page and our locked on chargers facebook page but we have big things coming for you guys in the offseason and going into the new year. So thank you guys for hanging out with us, even after a really tough game like that. But we'll be back with you guys on Wednesday. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.